Welcome back. Joining me now for a look at your markets. Action is Carmen Belwane from Sunlam Investments. Thanks so much for your time, Carmen. Quite a lot that's going on in the markets. Um, sure. Um, let's just start off with just the turnaround that we've had since uh, mid last week after the Fed made its interest rates decision. And then you sort of had markets quite optimistic because Powell mentioned that the, the, uh, disinflation, the disinflationary process has started. So really giving markets the hope that we might be nearing the peak of the interest rate hiking cycle. And then you also had uh, last week um, a technical term here, uh, the S&P 500 reaching the golden cross which really signals a kind of uh, optimism, a uh, looming optimi optimism in the markets. But now you're seeing this, 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 this mad turnaround today, and I'm just wondering what the nerves are all about. Yeah, so as you've mentioned, I think the initial euphoria came on the back of number one, China reopening. So, you know, global growth was expected to um, increase on the back of that. Then add to that, that the Fed uh, increase was only, well, it was tempered to 25 bips only, which the market initially thought was an indication that, okay, we're going to reach a plateau. Um, yes, higher interest rates for longer, but maybe this was the end of the interest rate hiking uh, cycle. However, I've on the back of those U.S. jobs numbers, I mean, they were looking for, well, market was looking for 185,000 up, and it came in above over 500,000, uh, which I think was a shock to everyone, and economists yeah. were scrambling over the weekend trying to actually analyze and, and decipher what this means. But in essence, uh, I think the initial euphoria in Jan, which saw uh, markets across the globe benefit from that, uh, turns out that what happened was uh, with the the jobs numbers and the surprise on that side, um, you expect not only inflation to temper, but also the labor market in the U.S. to sort of cool down, and that's not happening. So, which means that whatever we had anticipated and factored in is now pushed out further down the line. So, it means that the likelihood of um, interest rate cuts by the Fed in the second part of the year are likely almost zero at this point. Yeah. And... Um, we, yeah, we're going to have to wait for a significant turnaround uh, in the U.S. before we can even consider the fact that the interest rate hikes are working. Yeah, but because the labor market is so strong, is that then not good news on the economic growth front where we could actually reach a, a soft landing? That's uh, I think the question that everyone's asking like, is whether you know we, we're likely to go into a recession, but what does that mean? Mm. Um, is it going to be a hard landing? Is it going to be a soft landing? I wish I had the answer. I'd be able to trade accordingly. Yeah. Uh, but I think what the key thing is here is that what we would have expected and the hope of a soft landing, uh, we cannot tell at this point. Uh, the Fed did indicate a few weeks or a few months ago saying that they should have started increasing interest rates sooner. That didn't happen. So that's why they've had to have these significant jumps. Uh, but now we've got a way to see what the impact of these interest rate increases are. Um, labor, yes, as much as it is uh, sort of high at the moment, it means that the economy is just churning con continuously hmm. while the Fed is trying to implement quantitative easing. So at some point, something's got to give. 
Mm. Um, and it's likely that it's going to be the, the U.S. economy. Yeah, as one analyst said last week, Nakunza said the Fed was wrong coming in and they'll probably be wrong coming out. Well, let's uh, check in with some of the company news that came out of the JC. Not a lot, uh, but uh, we'll see what we can get out <laughs> today. Savanya Stillwater saying that they received uh, key environmental uh, permits for the lithium project in Finland. Of course, that gives them the green light to start operations. No better time. I'm right, uh, considering uh, the push uh, for a greener future. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. They're back to looking at transactions, um, keeping in mind that they also mentioned a uh, looking at, at the Zambian copper uh, operation as well at this point after stepping away from the Brazilian one last year. But having said that, as you've mentioned, it's definitely looking for an alignment with the green energy transition, uh, which makes sense in the current environment if you are going to force and, and, and pursue a, a level of production that is not aligned with where the market and the global economies want you to go and governments want you to go, um, at some point something's going to break. So it makes sense that they are looking for other avenues. This is part of their uh, original strategy to diversify. Uh, we know um, Sibania as gold initially, and then they've done all those big uh, PGM transactions and effectively um, added a, a, an amazing level of diversification to the portfolio. So this entering the European market um, and specifically the lithium batteries is definitely alignment with the green energy transition. Um, and then adding on to that, as you said, investigating or doing the, the research around or the study at least around the uranium operation in the free state. Yeah, all right. Uh, Carmen, uh, MTN did come out with an announcement recently that the Ghana Revenue uh, Authority has withdrawn the tax claim that it had against MTN for about, was it uh, 13, 13 uh, billion rand, if I'm not mistaken, if I've got my numbers correct? Um, $672 million. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which is about a lot of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> Too many zeros. Um, but what, I mean, I, yeah, I know that's your stock pick as well. What did this uh, saga highlight for you? Um, keeping in mind that last week, one of the miners also got indication that they were going to be slapped with a big tax bill as well. Um, I think one of the key things, and specifically in Ghana, is number one, the high level of inflation at the moment that they're experiencing. So I think the government was scrambling to look for a way to raise uh, more revenue. Uh, and unfortunately, MTN was in the crosshairs. Mm -hmm. Having said that, uh, we've now seen a, a complete turnaround and eradication of that tax bill. So a boost for MTN at this point, but one that they indicated they believed they were going to be able to turn over. Um, and that's what's come to fruition. Um, I guess this is also part of, you know, operating in, juris in various jurisdictions uh, where you are at the um, sort of mercy of the government's there. Yeah. Is this what's boosted your case for MTN as your stock pick for today? <laughs> no, it's not. You know, my, my NTN has been my stock for a while. Uh, I still think it's very undervalued. Um, we have seen some numbers out of Nigeria, which are uh, a little bit shaky in certain respects, but margin was kept stable, guidance was kept stable. Um, and I think that going forward, we're, we're still going to see the un unwinding of that value into the stock price. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today, Carmen. That was Carmen Belwane from Sunlum Investments.